I think it's hard when you when you've grown up in a Western society that sees things as very linear, very black and white, very right wrong. Um, you know, to accept the emotions that you have when mm. when you've been told from a young age that's a a bad emotion or a bad dream, a bad dream. You know, if you want to connect to your subconscious, if you want to know this. 97 you know this 97% or whatever it is that's really having a dramatic you know really driving in your life if you want to find ways of connecting with it which is the healthiest best thing we can do dreams are the best dreams mm. are perfect ways actually think that's why therapy a lot of the time is so important because you actually are creating yeah. spaces for people that are so non-judgmental that allow yeah. you to have feedback on why you're amazing and why yeah. it's not your fault things that happen to you and yeah. why you might be behaving in yeah. certain ways that are frustrating to you or that you think are bizarre yeah. or whatever or how you can stop that onslaught of thoughts that plague yeah. you about yourself or the world you know mm. and it's in yeah. a, a held container yeah. where you you're kind of yeah allowed to be yourself in your most vulnerable state shame doesn't experience it it cannot exist i don't think it can exist in isolation it's mm. relational so it has to be healed in relation to another oh. and that's when you've got to open up and be your vulnerable self and let people see these things the parts of you want to hide from from the world from yourself but it's so deeply healing I knew there was a reason why I came on the podcast today. <laughs> Things I wish I knew. You Things can use I a hairdryer <laughs> to get sticky labels. Today, I'm really pleased to introduce Zoe. She is an intuitive therapist based in Mexico. Her practice is massively rooted in intuition, but not only that, she has had over 10 years experience working as a remote therapist. She combines lots of different therapies together, which I love that and she uses psychotherapy energy psychology which if you listen to this podcast you know I'm very passionate about and she bridges the space between spirituality and psychology which I think is really really important she's supported hundreds of clients both personally and professionally and spiritually and she's worked with loads of different people on loads of different issues things like anxiety addiction depression bereavement unhealthy relationships trauma and um, she's worked with some pretty big names as well right you're at the mind body bowl and um, been featured in um, publications like l magazine work with companies like soho house and samphire festival and now she's in mexico so welcome so yeah. it's so good to see thank you thank you so nice to be here how are you what's been happening yeah i'm really good the weather is beautiful here in mexico right now so it's the morning for me so it's it's really fresh. My house is up in the mountains, so I've got the ocean view. Yeah, yes. life is really good right now. <laughs> good to see you. So for those yeah. that don't know, Zoe yeah. and I met, God, a long time ago now, what, six years ago? Yeah, something like I don't, that. I'm rubbish at times. You know when I people mean, say, yes. do you ever get that? Some people, people do say, it by date. Some people go, in 1993, <laughs> I, I do it by ages. I do like when I was 25, I was this. I don't so even I think, know what yeah, age about, I was. 
I've, I'm like really bad at anything past. Five years ago. I'm like, ah, I did a thing and it was a while back. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, but I, I was living in London then, so that was definitely about five, six years ago. Okay, good. So I'm on the right yeah. path. And we basically <laughs> yeah. worked on this event um, that we started working together in London and then the event was in Croatia. And um, it was this epic well-being festival. And it was um, quite... <laughs> An interesting time, wasn't it? It, <laughs> I, it was a journey. I feel like yeah. we've bonded. I feel like we've bonded over over that. But um, yeah, I mean, where do we start? Give it. Let everybody know a little bit about your journey. I think and and your story. How yeah. you got into kind of gestalt and EFT yeah. and all the incredible tools that you use. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm English, so I mean, actually, when I meet people here, they don't know I'm English. They think I'm Australian. Um, so first of all, I'm English. So yeah, I grew up in, in the UK. Um, and hang on, where am I starting? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I went and studied uh, photography. So I was very kind of creative. I did a photography degree um, in Bournemouth. And kind of during that age, I was around, you know, like 18, 18, 19. I, I actually ended up developing an eating disorder. And that kind of is how my journey began I mean it began when I was born but you know and before then but it did it did begin then because that was a really 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 challenging time I was really unwell um and it went on for about seven years and there wasn't really I didn't you know I was very conscious I wasn't in denial because it was a very conscious act that I was you know that I was in um but there wasn't really the, the help didn't make sense to me so the government at that time was, you know, backing um, CBT, which is super helpful. You know, cognitive behavioral therapy, really, really helpful, especially if the behavior that you're in is actually, you know, life-threatening, mm-hmm. which actually what, you know, if, it, if it's harming you or it's harming other people, you, you know, start with the behavior. It made sense, mm-hmm. but it didn't make sense to me. I had no reason. I had no reason why I was in this behavior. I didn't understand it. So there was no obvious trauma. I come from a loving family. Um, you know, why? Why am I doing this weird thing? I didn't mm. get it. And I would go to these places and, you know, doctors and hospitals and up to St. Guys and all this stuff. And I just, it didn't make their, their, their what they were telling me was this conscious stuff. Mm. I was like, I get what you're saying, but it's not really, I don't understand the root of it. So really that was like the trigger for me. That was the, you know, emotional, you know, energetic disturbance that made me focus in on what is this? Mm. Um, that's what emotional disturbances uh, and energetic disturbances do. Something that ruffles your feathers or calls your attention, mm. whether it's physical pain, whether it's a weird behavior, whether it's a, an emotion that you're feeling all the time. Mm. It's, it's, it's something coming to the surface from your subconscious saying like, it's trying to get your attention. So it did get my attention, and I guess that was the beginning of a really big um, spiritual journey at a fairly young age. Um, I was really fortunate enough that my parents really supported me, and I had this amazing therapist who was actually gushed out, and she was this old, wise, beautiful lady who lived in this house in New Haven. I feel like you have, you no, know, I know you have a connection in. Well, Hastings, but I know New Hastings. Haven. Yeah. Okay. Well, she lived in this house and she was an artist and her late husband was an artist and the house was like covered in murals. It was like a witch's, I mean, she had like, you know, perfect for a bulimic. You know, she had like things of chocolates everywhere. It was like a magic house. 
but you know she was pretty unorthodox she was pretty out there and she was just amazing and, and so weird it's, I mean she passed away a couple of years ago but she's so with me because she taught me I mean actually gives me shivers like she like, really does give me she taught me so much mm. she was my biggest, biggest biggest spiritual teacher like without a doubt and that stuff that I learned then really is, I mean, even the way that I work as a therapist, just using breath and just traveling, I use the same, you know, it's from that time. So in that time, it was gestalt. And a big part of gestalt psychotherapy, I mean, I didn't know the words then, but a big part of it is just about just acceptance. Mm. So very, very different to, very different to CBT, where you're saying, how do we, correct this behavior or how do we how do we I mean it's not how do we get rid of it but kind of whereas this is saying how do we how do we speak to this behavior and find a way to be compassionate to that part of ourselves and integrate it and welcome it in so that then what you don't want falls away organically it's difficult because it's a paradox Mm. involves a lot of time and a lot of patience and people want quick fixes but that kind of, you know, so it was a long journey. I, f- I found that with yeah. CBT as well because I use CBT on my journey and lots of cl- clients that come to me have also done CBT mm. first. Yeah. I found yeah. it just made me more annoyed because it was like generally asking like, why, 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 why? And I didn't really have the answers then. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. because I would overthink everything massively, like I had anxiety and PTSD. So of course I overthought everything. My nervous yeah. system was up the creek. I didn't feel safe. And yeah. so then I was like questioning again, yeah. more my thought process that I was already overthinking yeah. and it just made me overthink even more and I ended up tied yeah. in these knots and sometimes it helped and would get me to be yeah. able to go, okay, I can see that this is just a thought and I, it doesn't necessarily yeah. need to mean what I think it means and those kinds of things. But a lot of the time I found I was just getting myself tied up in these knots of frustration. I can really understand that. And I, I've worked with people with very, yeah, like very, very severe PTSD and, mm. and anxiety. And I guess, I mean, this, and this might be a simplistic way of viewing um, CBD. I was get CBD. CBD. <laughs> so many things like that I get mixed up. Um, yeah, so it's quite, it might be quite a simplistic way. I mean, I did do some training in it, but I'm definitely not, you know, it's not, mm. my, it's not my thing. But I guess in a way you're, yeah, you're you're having to think about your thinking. Yeah, and those two things don't really. I can understand. Yeah, I think it works for some yeah. people though. There's, you know, I think good... it's, it's useful. Yeah, it's useful. But I think that compassionate approach. The thing that really struck me that you said there was around having compassion for the parts of self that maybe the mm. behaviours that maybe we don't like about ourselves or that we wish we weren't yeah. doing anymore, and trying yeah. to accept those parts which is the thing that I love about (laughs) EFT or tapping you know it's I accept myself anyway I accept this anyway you know yeah and that's it's really I mean that's just like I feel like that's the biggest thing that I do as a therapist for other people is to help them with that journey and it is a journey Mm -hmm. because ultimately when when you have a part of you that you might feel ashamed about or that you're rejecting you know that has formed because of it that it's formed because of a reason so you have to kind of lean into safety and trust and 
you have to you know it's such a it's such a journey and yeah when you're tapping the script so yeah we both do you know tapping I use I change it you know I don't really use it quite in the same way but it, the the basic script is even though I feel like it's sad I love and I'm choosing to love and accept myself anyway and that's exactly what it is mm. it's the beginning of it's the beginning of saying okay, a part of me, and that's another way you can use your language, but mm. a part of me feels this. A part of me feels sad, but not all of me. Mm. And that's the whole thing with gestalt. It's like, it says like the, the quote is something like, you know, the sum of all parts is greater than the whole or something. Mm. It's all about that. It's all about that. And, um, you know, there's a reason why we put things in our shadow. And there's a reason why we split out parts of ourselves or reject them. Mm. Normally it's because we don't feel safe. Yeah. or we don't feel that we're going to be loved or accepted. So it's a big, big journey. But yes, yeah, so started off with Gestalt, had my own therapy. And in that time, I also joined a group that she ran. So I was with a lot of other people witnessing some very deep um, work, kind of sh- almost like shamanic. We used to go to do a retreat in France, all sorts of different um, issues, ages, like I was definitely the youngest, <laughs> um, you know, and I, you know, I just, le- I learned something, I learned about life. I learned mm. about why we're alive, why we are human. And, and I think later on, I've understood that actually an eating disorder, like other forms of numbing. And again, numbing, I feel like it's a pretty simplistic way of looking at it. It's, for me, it was actually, um, I wasn't overwhelmed. I wasn't trying to cope with, um, pain. I was actually overwhelmed with love. I was overwhelmed with what I experienced in life. I didn't know how to hold it all. Mm-hmm. And there's this way of escaping actually was a spiritual connection. And if you think about it, it makes sense because in spiritual practices, in religious practices, often food and drink, they do fasting, they do things to connect to spirit. And I, you know, have to be careful what I'm saying, but for me, that's what it was. Mm. It was actually that I was kind of not really in my body. And now I'm, you know, 38. I'm, you know, now I'm, now I, now I can do the both, but it's taken me a long time to get there. So yeah. that's how the journey started. Then I trained um, as a psychotherapist in Gestalt myself um, in my early 20s. Then I learned energy psychology and then everything. Now I just do me. So <laughs> now I'm in Mexico. Yeah. Now I'm in Mexico as well. I've been living here for about four years and there's a whole lot of different influences that come in. So. Mm. So what would you answer? <laughs> no, it's great. Um, I think there'll be so many people that resonate with that. I yeah. think, you know, a couple of key points that I heard in there mm. were around, I guess that thing of like, I, I think there's quite a few people that resonate with that feeling of, I definitely had this with my depression. Like I have experienced trauma, but apart from one thing that I'm like, yeah, that was obviously a major trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, quite a lot of other traumas I didn't actually see as trauma. I just thought that's just how mm-hmm. life is and everybody goes through that and that's just, you know, that's just life. And it wasn't yeah. until actually I went to therapy and stuff that they're like, ah, no, actually, that isn't just life and that doesn't happen to everybody. But for a long time mm-hmm. I was like, what have I got to be depressed about? 
What yeah. have I got to be anxious about? Like I, you know, I, my family are incredible. I've got amazing friends around me. You know, my skin color helps me through life. I've yeah, never good. really yeah. struggled to get work or anything. Like I've not always had the most money, but I've always been able to work. Yeah. Um, all those kinds of things that you start to think. So I think there'll be a lot of people listening that resonate with that. Mm. Why? Why is this happening when yeah. there doesn't seem to be a major like trigger for it so I think it's really yeah. helpful to hear those stories yeah. as well yeah and I think when I started thinking about the question you know what I wish I would have known mm. you know that I was like I wrote it down I, was, I think what what do I wish like what do I because I don't regret anything because my journey has been my journey so there's no kind of oh I wish I, I wish but you know, when I, when I, when I speak to my, not if, you know, if I could, it's like when I speak to my younger self, <laughs> it is, there's nothing wrong with you. Mm. You don't need to justify, you don't need to justify a human, you're having a human experience. Yes. But I think the westernized world, especially, labels things and emotions as good and bad and right and wrong. Yes. And we feel we need to justify a feeling. And a feeling of sadness, a feeling of anger, especially again, like we're, you know, I'm privileged white person on this planet. So especially if you're an empath, if you're yeah. an empath, you're, you're so connected to other people that then it's even harder for you to, to just acknowledge, I feel this way. I'm entitled to feel that way. Especially if you've, like, I've been in the position of like caring for other people this is how I am. It's what I've seen from my parents um, since a really young age. So when I had when I had my issue, I was like, why? And then you're rejecting that part of you even more. Mm. But I do think that emotion, you know, the, this this labeling of things. I I truly believe that we only label things in order to communicate with each other and express and feel connected and mm. ultimately feel, feel at one. So, for example, I might label something as um, uh, anger, but that's really just to express to you, I feel angry to be heard, to then feel connected. Mm. But I see all emotions, all experiences, everything's just one big ocean. I feel like we're one big ocean. Mm. And we even separate and label ourselves like that. I am this, but really it's to be seen, Mm. to be connected. So... You know, I think that that's the biggest thing for me. It's like there's nothing wrong. You're having a human experience. The spectrum is this, and we're all gonna feel this. We're all gonna feel the full spectrum. Yeah, that's guaranteed. Yeah, it's guaranteed. Even if you're numbing it, it's still there. Yeah, and some people obviously suffer more than others, and I do know that. You know, I think this is the other thing as well. Um, one of the things that seems to be coming up loads at the moment in the membership and with my one to one clients is this thing around mm-hmm. the reason that I teach a toolkit and the reason that I like having multiple tools, you know, that I teach yeah. is because uh, different tools are applicable at different times. And, you know, there's been times I'm a a great advocate for meditation. I think it's one of the most incredible tools that I've found to help myself. Mm -hmm. And I notice a direct correlation between the amount I meditate and how easy and good my life is. Mm -hmm. And the more I meditate, the better my life gets. And the the less time I make for meditation, generally, things get a little, little trickier. However, 
there have been times where I think meditation was not helpful. And I think a lot of people don't talk about the negative connotations of meditation, especially in regards to trauma and how you can relive things and how, you know, mm. it can actually bring in a minority of cases, of course, but it can cause things like psychosis. It can cause you to, <laughs> to relive trauma and all these different things. And so actually there were times when meditation wasn't a good tool for me. And no. so I would tap more or I would go yeah. running yeah. if I was anxious yeah. or I would, you know, and yeah. I think actually having this kind of toolkit where you can um, yeah. dip into mm -hmm. what suits allows you to then flow mm. with that ocean, you know, yeah. if we're using that same analogy. And yeah. if you're constantly trying to be the separate wave in the ocean, it's going to be terrifying mm -hmm. because you're going to be constantly yeah. flowing towards the shore thinking like, oh, my God, I'm going to crash onto the shore mm -hmm. and looking behind you and yeah. thinking there's more waves coming and I don't know what to do. Whereas yeah. if you view yourself yeah. as like part of the ocean and that mm -hmm. it's ebb and flow and that it's yeah. easy, then the emotions yeah. don't seem good or bad they just are yeah and they're messengers they yeah and I think yeah. that's the thing that I always try and get across as well is that yeah. emotions are just messengers of the body the same way thoughts are messengers yeah. of the mind and the more that you can it's uh, in the start of my journey it was almost like my emotions were French <laughs> And I didn't yeah. speak French. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what and now, is this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. oh, I just don't understand anything. And now it's like, oh, okay. Like now I speak the language of my body. And so when I'm angry, I know it's yeah. a boundary issue generally. Or yeah. when I'm yeah. sad, it's usually to do with loss. Yeah. Or when I'm yeah. envious, it's probably showing me something that I actually want. Same with jealousy. Yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. those, those kind of things. You can yeah. start to use the emotions as indicators mm -hmm. rather than a measure of how good yeah. or bad you are as a human being. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that. And I think a lot of that, you know, when I say, oh, you're having a human experience, you know, I don't see that as linear. So everyone has a different experience. But definitely for me, it's like as I've got older, you know, I mean, I'm not wise, but <laughs> wisdom, I think, come like it starts to come when as I've got older, I've got wiser, mm -hmm. which is where my knowingness and my actions now become more aligned. I've always mm -hmm. known. I've had a lot of knowingness. I feel like I've had, had that a lot in my life, but my actions didn't necessarily um, align. So it's kind of practice. Mm -hmm. So the things that you're talking about, I think they're just these tools yeah it's amazing you have a whole it's life you can sing you can we're creative beings mm. we're meant to have a relationship with our environment and with emotions where we can go oh my god i feel like this today i'm gonna like go yes and it's beautiful but we didn't necessarily not everyone's been taught that mm. and so yeah if we think about that wave energy I think about an emotion. Yeah, it's emotion is energy in motion. Mm. It's moving. It is not permanent. You might think it is. It's moving. It's trying to pass through you. But when it's a trauma, when we, we go into that survival mode, fight, mm. flight, freeze, if you try and fight a wave when it's coming towards you, you're going to get floored. If mm. you try and run away from it, you're going to get floored. And if you freeze, you're going to get floored. It's our survival mechanism that we've gone into panic. We've gone into mm. survival mode. So the whole thing is, you know, in therapy as well, especially in therapy, is like learning to, 
to see it and not, you know, and, and allow it to pass through you and mm. start to surf on its way and use the different tools. So, yeah, if you think about surfing, for example, you know, when you're a beginner, you're going to use a certain board. You're going to have some a couple of people with you. You're going to have like a certain thing on. You might just go in for a little bit and then come back out. You might start on small waves. You're just learning, you know, mm. and then you have all these toolkits. But we can't control those waves and those no. sets and the, the speeds of everything. Um, so I think it is a good analogy to kind of work with. And I think especially like here in Mexico, it's a very, um, in terms of the, the kind of philosophy here, it's very feminine. Mm. It's a very feminine, you know, all the people do, people's life is, you know, it's kind of governed by the moon and by the waves. So of course, there's a much, there's a really deep connection with, with nature and with that feminine energy, with that watery Mm. you know abstract energy and I think I think it's hard when you when you've grown up in a western society that sees things as very linear very black and white very right wrong um you know to accept the emotions that you have when Mm. when you've been told from a young age that's a a bad emotion or a bad dream a bad dream like that amazes me that I had that belief from a young age that mm. my crazy dreams, my crazy dreams were bad. No, they weren't. They were like talking to me. Yeah, but, that's. I've never thought about that actually. That's so mm. true, isn't it? You have bad dreams, nightmares, and good dreams, yeah. or like yeah, yeah. Right. Everything's labelled like it's very. I did a um, a version of the podcast, uh, or an episode of the podcast with the woman called Sue Hunt. I don't know if you've. Yeah, yeah, and it was so interesting because everything all she talks about is the non non binary and how Uh binary the world is. And I'd never really like I'd thought about it from an an emotional perspective and thoughts and things like good and bad thoughts, good and bad emotions. Because obviously, with what we do in therapy, that's Mm -hmm. a part of I think a key part of healing is understanding that nothing's good or bad, it just is. Um, and when she was saying about all these other areas of the world that are so binary, I was like, wow, yeah. And I've, that's yeah. the same with dreams. I'd never even yeah. thought really about it that you have, because yeah. I have some quite vivid. Mine are, but I mean, mine are bonkers from a, from a young. <laughs> no, I I really mean it. I mean, like they are like vivid, like crazy ass movies. Yeah. And I have about ten. I have about ten a night. I remember every single one. Wow. When I was younger, I used to sleepwalk. I used to have night terrors when I was younger, like visions. I had them in my 20s. I don't get them so much anymore, but every now and then I do. Mm. And a night terror is where you're having a dream, you wake up and it's still there. So I've had mm. some really profound ones. Like I had one, of, the last one I had a couple of years ago, which was actually when COVID first hit and I was very inward and you know, a lot of stuff was shifting around. And um, I was actually microdosing mushrooms and that was the first time I'd done that. So a lot of stuff was kind of unfolding for me. Mm. And then, like I said, I went very, very inwards. I kind of, it's like a self-retreat for three months. And my dream life was getting really, really, really active. And I had this one dream where it was a night terror. And I, I don't know why I'm sharing it. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, in my dream, I saw this young girl who was this young Egyptian girl like a like just a young child like a nine-year-old child and I opened my eyes and she was still there 
I turned on the light. She's still there. That's what a night terror is. Wow. But this time I was like, and then, and then I, in, and in this whole thing, and then, then she was me. Mm. It was like, your dreams are going to tell you a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. you know, if you want to connect to your subconscious, if you want to know this 97, you know, this 97% or whatever it is that's really having a dramatic, you know, really driving in your life, if you want to find ways of, connecting with it which is the healthiest best thing we can do dreams are the best dreams mm. are perfect ways yeah it's like your own personal movie it's your own personal story written to you given to you every night i never remember mine rarely yeah. and uh, yeah. but i used to have this repetitive nightmare when i was mm. really young and it was really traumatic. I'm not even going to share it because it was too, I don't want to go into okay. it. Um, but yeah. it was yeah. really traumatic. And what would happen is if I went to sleep, I would, and I'd wake up and I'd always wake up at this very specific point where basically I was at the top of this staircase and I'd been trying to go up these stairs and my feet were like stuck in the stairs yeah. as if it was like glue. Mm -hmm. And then I got to the top mm. and there was like a drop to like your death essentially where there was all this fire and stuff yeah. and then this like door. Mm. And so obviously I opened the door and there'd always be this really terrifying, scary guy there basically like uh, creepy like mm. dude and yeah. um and so I'd always wake up at that point like <gasps> you know yeah and then as yeah. I'd go back to sleep it would be like last time in your nightmare and it would do a little recap oh, of God, like yeah. of where I'd got up to and then it didn't matter how many times I woke up I would have to do the whole dream to its completion oh. and it didn't matter how oh, many times no. I woke up it would always be like Last time that in your nightmare. nightmare. It was oh so weird. And it happened like, for years. I never wow. knew what it was about. It was bizarre. Yeah, I mean, re repetitive dreams are really interesting. And I definitely work for dreams with, you know, with clients and definitely with myself. Repetitive ones are really interesting. I do believe, though, like, it, you know, a lot, I've had people say, oh, I don't remember dreams. Mm. That's okay. You're not meant to. If, you, if you're not remembering, you're not meant to remember. The same as in this kind of trauma work. Mm. It's okay. You don't need to go into everything. No. Your psyche is always protecting you. So if you're meant to remember something or something's meant, meant to come true, it will come true. And if it's not, that's okay too. You know, so your, your psyche is doing a good job of, yeah. of protecting you, know? you. I mean, sometimes, sometimes I would like to press pause on those dreams because it's a quite a lot. To mm. <laughs> Quickly take <laughs> notes and then go back to sleep again. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So... What has been your biggest learning? Because, I mean, it's been a massive journey for you, hasn't it? These 38 years yeah. in this incarnation on the planet. So <laughs> if, if you, I mean, yeah. I don't even know if you can pick one, but if you were to say, like, one of your biggest learnings or your biggest learning so far, what would you say? Well, <laughs> I'm just thinking, I mean, what, you know, what I just talked about, you know, this is, you know, there's nothing wrong with you for feeling mm. something. You know, that's, that's definitely, you know, one of them. That's about, um, you know, you having a human experience. I mean, I think mostly it's about, like, loving yourself. Mm. You know, seeing all these weird and wonderful parts of yourself and, and really, really, really loving yourself. I think I felt from, from a baby onwards, I felt this kind of sense of um, responsibility, this, mm. sort of heavy, this sort of heavy adult responsibility. That just has to do with my, um, it's, not, it's like my gift, but it's also my challenge. It's like mm. I'm super empathic and that's a great quality to have, but also it's my challenge. 
So I think it's just to really um, celebrate, like celebrate myself, celebrate life, celebrate yes. myself. I think celebration is a, is, is a big part of who I am, for sure. Yeah. It's always been, a, you know, really, really like play and celebrate and celebrate all those, um, yeah, those weird and wonderful things that make you you. Yes. Um, and celebrate yourself for you. You know, yeah. I think, again, a, a belief that I had is somehow, you know, like, you know, when you say, oh, I'm here for you. And I really thought, I thought about that recently. I'm like, I'm not here for you. I'm here for me, actually. Mm. And that sounds kind of selfish, but well, that's my judgment coming in. But, but truly, it's like, I'm here. I am here for me. And everything is relational. So, of course, so if I really, really love myself and if I really celebrate myself and if I am fully my most authentic, honest self, unique self, then that's going to, in relation to others, in relation to my environment, that's going to just elevate, that's going to make everything more authentic and, mm. and, you know, hopefully a better place. So I think, I think a lot of it has to do with, um, yeah, like celebrating myself. Yeah. And I think also you don't always realise like um, one of my favourite people in the whole world, big up Wendy, um, she got a job <laughs> in London. So she's been staying with me like once a week. It's been amazing. Yeah. Like just having such a good time, like spending time together and catching up. And some yeah. of the things that I think are really annoying about myself and like weird about myself, yeah. you know, that I've always thought since I was a kid, oh, I don't know, I'm too loud, I'm a bit kooky, like my brain doesn't work the same way as other people's yeah. brains, blah, blah, blah. I make up with, I don't know why yeah. I'm sharing this actually. You start a sentence there, you're like, ah, oh, I'm sharing anyway, This I'm an oversharer, welcome to my podcast. Um, and I, I make up weird little songs um, to myself when I'm doing things. I don't even really know that I'm doing it until I'm, say, like, in an environment <laughs> where I go, oh, my God, you're doing that thing again. And uh, and I was like, oh, sorry, because I was like, I think I was brushing my teeth or something, and I was like, oh, I'm brushing my teeth, la, la, la. <laughs> like and, then, but, and she's like, I love, I love that about you. I love that yeah. about you. It's like, that's what's, it's cute. I like that about you. It's, it's, it's fun, and, cool. like, I can just hear you, like, I don't know, it's something that wouldn't ordinarily be like a boring task yeah. for someone. You're just like washing up, making it into a song for yourself, yeah. like cleaning the plates, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, is that not oh, annoying? I love that. But I think I that's the thing that. we don't often realise is the things that we maybe judge about ourselves that we think, oh, that's a bit weird or I shouldn't be doing that or um, other people think that's annoying. Like, actually, if you're in the right environments with the right people, mm. you're not judged for those things. Yeah. And and you're accepted. Yeah. And I think it's really important to find those spaces. Like, I always feel fully accepted when I'm in Wendy's presence. Like, I don't I don't think there yeah. could really be anything that I could do, bar maybe like yeah. murdering somebody or something, which I think no yeah. one's going to do anyway, um, what, that she would judge me for. And I, I think that's yeah. really rare. And yeah. I, I think it's important. And I, to a point, I actually think that's why therapy a lot of the time is so important because you actually are creating yeah. spaces for people that are so non-judgmental that allow yeah. you to have feedback on why you're amazing and why yeah. it's not your fault things that happen to you and yeah. why you might be behaving in yeah. certain ways that are frustrating to you or that you think are bizarre yeah. or whatever or how you can stop that onslaught of thoughts 
that plague yeah. you about yourself or the world, you know, mm. and it's in yeah. a, a held container yeah. where you, you're kind of yeah allowed to be yourself in your most vulnerable state with somebody just looking mm-hmm. on with love and compassion yeah. and non-judgment. I think that's really important yeah. to have those those spaces so yeah. that's good good advice I love yeah and I think no I mean actually I process when I talk so I think having a conversation is making it clearer what I what I wish I would have known I didn't really answer that but it is about that because I can tell from the way that you're talking that that you know in the past you've been a pro at beating yourself up about stuff mate and I, I'm, if there was I'm, like the Olympics I mean, you're not as good as me you're not you know, because me, I'm really pro, but yeah. And, you know, that's called, like, in Gestalt, we call it, it's called retroflexion. It's essentially, we have these different creative adjustments to feelings. Mm. So one of them might be, okay, so we'll say one of them might be anger. So it's not safe for me to uh, express my anger. So, because I'm a human and I'm really creative, I've got these different things I can do with the anger. Yeah. One of them is to project it onto other people. Mm-hmm. Cool, now it's them, they're angry. One of them is to desensitize. That's all the numbing stuff. No, mm-hmm. not there. I'm here there's, for that. I there's definitely. Eight different ones. <laughs> one I'm of a them is called retroflexion. Right. One is re- retroflexion, and that's when you turn it inwards. That's oh. when you beat yourself up. Mm. That's when you blame yourself. That's when you think it's all you. That's when all those thoughts come in. So, of course, when you're in a therapeutic environment, you're creating this beautiful opportunity to look in a different mirror than Mm. your mirror of self-loathing and da, da, da. So you're creating this opportunity to heal the shame. Mm. And shame is, shame is born in relation to another. Shame doesn't experience, it it cannot exist. I don't think it can exist in isolation. It's Mm. relational. So it has to be healed in relation to another. And that's when you've got to open up and be your vulnerable self and let people see these things, the parts of you want to hide from from the world, from yourself. But it's so deeply healing. So if you find that space, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's therapeutic or whether it's a beautiful new friend or whether it's just, I don't know, nature or wherever that space is, that is going to heal those those things and when we go in I think especially when I was I've always felt very very alone like mm. I'm very very sociable I'm very very sociable but in in my deepest sense I feel very alone so that's when I say I wish I would have you know had that like celebration of myself that that you know love for myself yeah and I think on I fact I've been going through some of my art like um I've I draw a lot I don't really share it. I should. I I don't. But I draw a lot all the time. And um, I remember. I, was, I remember your illustration. Yeah. Right. Little Villainer. Check it out. Yeah, There's there a very go. old Instagram account. If you if if anyone's I know, interested. I, know. I still look at it when I'm scrolling at midnight. I mean, there will I be. It will be reborn at some point when I when I have the time to dedicate to it. But I feel like my I can see it in your branding. You're no, it's just, yeah. I'm it's bringing it through a little bit now. Yeah, I can see it. But sure. there was um a piece in one of my old sketchbooks because I've, I've literally there's a drawer over there. I'm not joking. It is literally it's like a big drawer. Like it's just full of sketchbooks, mm-hmm. sketchbooks, sketchbooks. And um, in there there was a piece and it said. I'm trying to remember the exact thing now, but it's it was on that point, and it was like imagine being so alone in a in a city full of eight million people or whatever, 
and I, and I remember like when I drew it and I was sat in this cafe and I was just watching all these people like like millions of people I was in mm-hmm. central London sat in a cafe in the sunshine trying to recover from being you know off sick from work with depression and whatever I just yeah. felt so alone and I just thought it's so yeah. bizarre because I've always had incredible friends I'm very lucky mm-hmm. um and I've always had a really supportive family but I always felt really alone and at, oftentimes I would even say I was lonely and yeah. it's bizarre because you think, well, why is, and I think yeah. that is your lack of connection to self. And I think yeah. that is where meditation has become so important to me and where also yeah. energy work to an extent has become so important to me because the more that I connect to the inner me yeah. and my higher self and ground myself yeah. in, in my body and all those things, I don't feel so alone. And I think loneliness yeah. is, again, like massively misunderstood. I think often, mm. exactly as you've said, you can feel, be surrounded by people, n- almost know that you're loved, but mm. still feel very lonely. And yeah. I think that's that yeah. disconnection to self or potentially yeah. through numbing. I, I don't know what your thoughts yeah. are on that. I don't know. I mean, I I love being alone. That's the thing. Like, yeah, I really too. have. I really have a good time. I do nice. I'm things. such good company. You know, and, <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, the girls from Project Love, and they they kind of coined that term uh, master dating, which I think is super funny. What's clever. that? They coined that term master dating, which oh, is basically yeah. taking yourself for a date. Yeah, well, I do that. Like, I have the best time on my own. Like, truly, I do. So. And I even have, I have this tattoo here, which says all one, but basically like that's the derivative of the word alone is mm. all one. So it's not so much that I have felt lonely. Definitely there's been times mm. when I've been in a really bad place I felt lonely, but more just like alone mm. in the sense that um, if I feel something um, that's, you know, disrupting my energy you know, whatever that feeling is, if I feel like confused or foggy or angry or discombobulated or Mm. like low or scared or just whatever I feel, if I feel like that, normally I go inwards. Um, And I think now I reframe it. And I mean, I do self-work every day, so I don't necessarily, I, I just check it. I have about an hour to two hours, I would say, spending much time I have. I have a lot of time here um and it's a mixture of stuff right sometimes I'm writing sometimes I'm just mm. lying in the sun like rolling around like with my puppy like sometimes I'm it's sound healing sometimes it's yoga sometimes it's you know just pure meditation sometimes it's guided sometimes it's plant medicine sometimes like it's, I just get on my yoga mat and I surround myself with all my things mm. <laughs> and you know and then I kind of roll in a, in a kind of journey and you know, that's part of who I am. Yeah. And um, I think now I'm better. I used to think when I would have these, I mean, I've had long periods of going very inward, which have been quite, quite hard. I mean, even as, you know, last summer, even I went very, very inward. Um, I was in a lot of physical pain. I was very, very inward. But I realized that I can reframe that as practicing silence. I'm not really practicing silence in the terms of like, I might be singing or I'm listening to music, but I'm not, I need to disconnect from people. Mm. And now I can, re, rather than thinking, 
that means I'm depressed. That means I'm low. Now I can be like, no, I need to. I like. I just need. To, I need to practice silence. In other yeah. words, I need to untangle from other people's energy because it's so intense for me. Yes, I have to. It's how yeah. I function. I go. I, there's like, a. Pun- there's a park nearby and I used to do this all the time and I stopped doing it and I was like, oh, I'm feeling a bit, uh, I don't know. And now I just go, when I go and do a workout or whatever, I just take my shoes off. There's a specific yeah. tree. There's a tree that I like. It's like my friend. <laughs> and I will just, you know, plug in next to that tree and kind of like yeah. really ground my energy and I do some breathing and I'm moving the energy around. Yeah. And I sometimes feel like a bit stupid, if I'm honest. You know, I think, oh, God, are people judging me or looking at me? And then I just think, I don't care, actually. And since I've been doing that, I've been feeling so much better again yeah. and so much more like, ooh, yeah. like myself. And I think we forget that we're energetic beings sometimes and we get mm. busy. And I think also sometimes... Uh, people I'm sure will resonate with this I sometimes think I've completed my healing <laughs> so I don't need my tools no, anymore no. I'm like I've done it I'm I've won like I'm not depressed anymore I don't have panic attacks anymore I don't need to watch my diet I can eat as much tiramisu as I want I can just like sleep in I don't need to get up and exercise yoga who needs it and then you know a couple of weeks later I'm like (laughs) and then I'm like oh yeah oh it's the tools that's why it works and uh, and sometimes I think we can trick ourselves into feeling like I don't know that once we are healed whatever that means um we will never have a bad thing happen we'll never get frustrated or angry or sad about anything it will just be this kind of like blissful life and actually life just continues it gets easier you're gonna yeah and yeah well you're surfing the thing is once mm, you start surfing imagine back to the surfing back to the surfing imagine if you got to the point where you're like what doing these massive waves i would imagine i haven't done it but i imagine that i would feel pretty 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 good so you're not going to want to stop at that point yeah really that would be a really dumb move to get off the board and be like "Mm." literally in a tunnel of water like see ya imagine imagine at that point you're like 30 you're ripped you just got to the point where you can surf big waves and you go yeah you're cool now you're cured yeah you're not you're gonna keep going because then that's the whole point and i think that's the thing is again like once you learn that this this energy is just passing through you yes you know on the other side of it it's like on the other side of sadness You might have had a relationship in your life where sadness is something you blocked out, crying is something you blocked out. And then isn't it strange how if you really, really cry, how sometimes laughter is just on the other side. So, yeah. you know, sometimes your friend is crying and then you end up like laughing hysterically. Yeah. That is because everything is on this continuum. And if you go to the extreme end of anything, it's actually also the opposite. So everything yes. is, of course, it's connected. Yeah. On, you know, you it's when you're not afraid of all the different emotions and all the different um, things that you experience as a human being, mm. then you feel free. That's yes. why it's called emotional freedom technique. That's why truth telling is freeing. The yes. truth sets you free. That it's all about freeing yourself. You don't do it just to get back to a neutral. You do it to 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 feel free and to feel like you're fullest human like to be your fullest human self 
to have the full experience of being human and alive. You don't do it just to go, okay, I'm, I'm cool with that now. Like, that's <laughs> I'm really just lame. about coping. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Okay, I can, I can cope now if, if I practice every day and I do this and I do No, it's just more shit. Yeah. And it's good to not do that stuff sometimes. Yeah. It's great because it's just an experiment. You're just experimenting. It's yeah. good to, you know, have a relapse sometimes whatever the thing is it's good to everything is learning everything is just experience it's just experiment so I think know, it shows relational. you I think it shows you sometimes as well just how the things that really work for you and the things that you really miss and the thing mm. like I had an experience recently in my life where I was like that was a cool experience but it's definitely shown me things that I'm ready to let go of now <laughs> Yeah. And definitely show me things that I'm ready to not experience anymore. Yeah. And that's okay because I just won't put myself in those positions anymore. And that's cool because I needed to go there to learn that. But now that I've done it, I I learned that lesson. Okay. I was like, I hear (laughs) you. Not for me anymore. That's that's okay. But sometimes I think you need to have those experiences or... I don't like saying going backwards. You know, like, I think that's the thing as well. Lots Mm -hmm. of people say like, oh, I've gone backwards. And it's like, I don't Mm. think you can go backwards. I think you you just learn. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, time isn't linear in that sense that you can. It can feel like that sometimes. But Mm. I often draw this graph for my clients, you know, of like time and then healing. And it's like, you think you're not, it's not linear because it's like, but mm-hmm. actually, if you were to just plot a direct line, even on the still dips, going. you're still going up. And you're often, going <laughs> yeah, and often you're feeling like, let's say that was your lowest point, you start to feel better and then you drop again. And because you are higher, you feel like, oh God, I'm back down here. But often you're not as low yeah. as you were before. It just feels like because you've been yeah. up again. Uh, And so there's lots of um, situations like that where I think, actually, if we can, again, coming back to that compassion piece, right? Yeah. I'm not going backwards. There's nothing wrong with me. I didn't do something wrong. I'm just Mm -hmm. learning a new, new experience. Yeah. So is there anything, anything you wish that I'd asked you but didn't or anything you want to share that maybe hasn't come up? I mean... Actually, just from what you were saying, yeah. just, just then, because it is really, it's really important. Um, compassion is, you know, it's just, you know, you're talking about judgment. And mm. I see judgment is like the glue that keeps us stuck. Ooh. And compassion is like this, like magic formula. As soon as you bring in compassion, it just dissolves. It's is it like when you it. use a hairdryer to get a sticky label off of something that you really like and it melts the glue? Oh God, and then that you like, Yeah. Stop. Oh, my God. Yeah. Is, is that what with jars? Because yeah. I've got a lot of sticky jars. Yeah, yeah, Stop yeah. Stop it. Yeah, hairdryer. Oh, my God. Heats up the glue and then you just wipe it off. Boom. Done. I knew there was a reason why I came to talk there. <laughs> Things I wish I knew. You can use a hairdryer to get sticky labels. Sticky jars over there, and I'm always like, I kind of leave. Yeah, it's horrible. You can't get off, but if you just heat it up. I do. Yeah. Well, now I know. And if you're a candle maker, you can use a heat gun, and it's even quicker. I mean, I'm not a candle maker (laughs) yet, but you never know. (laughs) So, um, um, yes, but the compassion, the compassion is just like, 
you know, and that is a practice to mm. notice, notice when you're doing your judgy thing and immediately forgive yourself for that. Just immediately forgive yourself for that. And it is, it's just, it's a, it's a dissolver. Yeah. Um, I've had so much fun. Um, yeah, it's been really, really yeah. lovely to, to well, a to see you because it's been ages, yeah, and um, b really to share really your fun. wisdom with everyone. I think um, there's so many nuggets in this episode. It's going to be really fun writing the show notes. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, all the nuggets. But yeah. um, for people that want to know, how do I find out more about Zoe? How do I get involved with yeah. her work? Um, I know that mm. you said that you've got a retreat coming up. So, um, how do people yeah. find you? I mean, mostly my website, so zoeelizabeth.co, no M, dot co. Wish yep. I never got that one now because I have to say it so many times. <laughs> um, .com wasn't available, obviously. Um, my website, really, because, I mean, I do have Instagram and it's public, but you, you can follow me on there too. It's the same It's the same as my website. It's the same handle. Um, not really very active on there. I'm a bit of a story addicted to stories, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm on there, but... But really my website and I offer um, free consultations so if you're interested in working with me one-to-one or my retreat which I'll tell you about now um, then yeah free consultations so we just took a chat um, mostly I work with clients um, we do kind of three months at a time a lot of my clients I've been working for for a long time and yeah really mixed a mixed bag of you know like CEOs and authors and really interesting like filmmakers and all sorts of different people, but it is it's personal, professional and spiritual development. Um, and it's, I only work with um, 10 clients maximum, normally mm. eight. So yeah, me it's too. Very, yeah, definitely. Um, I so, feel like it's a magic um, number. I, it's a magic number. <laughs> I had 15 sure. at one point um, and I was like, this is not the magic no, number anymore. <laughs> no, not, for the, not for the way that I work. So I have to honor that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I have got a couple more spots for that. And then, yeah, in the winter, I'm going to do a retreat, which is really exciting. It's kind of been a long time coming. I used to work yes. in retreats and, you know, it's kind of been a dream of mine. I'm going to be working, uh, offering a retreat. It'll probably be November and it's going to be in Mexico. So it's going to, it's going to integrate a lot of what is here physically as well. All of my magic people, the healers, the ocean, the mountains, um, some plant medicine, nothing too crazy, um, but some of the rituals the telemescal which is like sweat lodges and cacao ceremonies and it's going to incorporate mexico but it's going to be yeah and it's going to be but it's going to be my my way of working i'm going to bring in some really good body workers um and then also going to create some really beautiful content for people that want it there's lots of lots of production here because it's such a beautiful place so i want to be able to offer people um, like their own personalized video with drones and like getting kind of glammed up or whatever, you know, whatever they want for themselves. So yeah, November. So if you just email me, then I can tell you um, if they email me. Amazing. So co for consultations, sessions or the retreat. Sounds amazing. Thank you so much for coming and thank you for sharing your incredible wisdom. It's been a real pleasure to to talk to you. And as always to the listeners, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. If you enjoy these episodes, please do like, comment and share. Every Mm. comment that you put, especially on Apple, really helps us to reach more people. So um, please do share it with other people that may enjoy listening. And until next time, much love. Speak soon.